Nanai's Notes presents Season 4, Episode 4 The Monster Called Multitasking To be brave and bold and face a giant. The giant who can eat us up in no time. The monster can bully us around, causing us to spread ourselves thinly and to run around like headless chickens. Or sometimes leaving us staring at space, hypnotized by our to-do list. Season 4 Hello everyone, this is Rochelle Hossen-Ligot and you are listening to Nana's Notes, a podcast on childhood, children, and childlike faith. Some years ago, I wrote an article for Family Wise Asia about how I have been suffering from so much stress because of the demands of a stay-at-home mom and a self-inflicted hectic schedule combined with this internal pressure to manage everything on my own. I think I was expecting so much for myself because I wasn't keeping a full-time job and therefore I must be able to handle more things on top of my kids. I also discovered that as a person who has so many interests and loves pleasing everyone, it was hard for me to say no. I had a mom and a sister who were super achievers, and as a child, I was trained to do my best in all things. Juggling so many things was norm to me, and finding satisfaction in having an active, productive life fueled me to stay at it, no matter what the cost. Becoming a wife and then a mother of four children, my priorities changed. But the muscle memory of doing several things at the same time was very much alive and kicking. I was sending the wrong text messages to the wrong people. I wasn't listening well to my family. I was getting forgetful. I would miss deadlines and appointments and I was getting too little sleep. So... You guessed it, I was becoming a grouch, an unpleasant monster. I hope my notes based on the article I wrote for Family Wise Asia will make sense to you and help you be less grouchy and more efficient when grappling with a multitude of tasks to do. Let's all face this monster called multitasking. As I write this, I'm switching from one window to another on the computer screen, checking email and turning to my phone to reply to messages, trying to listen to a podcast my 9-year-old discovered to determine if it is child-friendly, entertaining my 7-year-old's questions, why doesn't God marry, how did God create everything in 6 days and not in 6 seconds, will heaven be boring, and checking to see if my 19-year-old is getting ready for her class in 30 minutes. I sip my coffee, bite on some fruit, click 
like on my 24-year-old's IG to show support for his attempt to make bibinka from scratch in the U.S. And then get up to put one sock on, stopping to make sure I didn't forget to pack my gym towel. I have been scolded a lot of times for crocheting and texting while driving even in standstill traffic. I try to reason now that at least I don't put my makeup on while in motion. Multitasking is a strength a lot of women have, owing perhaps to the many hats we moms wear. My being comfortable with multitasking is an issue my husband and I are often confronted with when we don't get to accomplish the tasks scheduled for a day. I expect him to be able to listen to me while he is working, while I am everywhere in the house working on everything but accomplishing nothing. Just how productive is multitasking compared to sole tasking? I can multitask perhaps like 99.9% .9 of women and I enjoy it. Maybe like many who like me don't want to waste time and are into so many commitments in a day by choice or by demand. From having a big family, or a work-intensive goal, or a goal-oriented mindset, or even a life crisis. But I have discovered how spread out I have become, and a master of none. I get more easily exhausted as I absorb several pressures coming from all sides. People I interact with don't enjoy my company because I do not give them full attention. I am distracted, tend to forget things, get misunderstood as a cold and snobbish person, and get frustrated. And I am asking for it. The more I try to manage everything at the same time, the more monstrous I become. Just like the monster, multitasking can be when we allow it to rule in our lives. Using my cell phone while driving, for example. If not for the recently passed law prohibiting it, I would use my phone as though I wasn't putting my life, the life of my passengers, and the vehicles around me at risk while driving. I am too confident about operating gadgets and rationalize that it is out of necessity, just like turning on the aircon or turning the radio or getting tissue from the glove compartment to hand it to my child who sneezed at the back. Jeepney drivers do it all the time. They drive, stop to unload and load, proceed to their destination, reach for the fares at the back, count the money, calculate the change, sort out the coins, and hand it to the correct passenger. They use a stick shift. I'm driving an automatic. Which goes to show that multitasking isn't just a female distinctive. Look at how Goliath-like I am. Seeing everything else as little David's, conquerable and negligible. Must I wait until I get hit on the head and fall dead before I realize that I am limited? I have learned much from my husband. Choosing to concentrate on one activity and finishing it before moving on to another. This way, quality of work 
is ensured. I have learned to correct my children's impression of octopus me, having so many arms, ears, eyes, and mouths to be able to converse with them, even when I am on the phone with someone. I have been unfair to friends and loved ones for the divided attention I give them because I am so driven to accomplish everything on my to-do list. It is a juggling act starting in the kitchen when we ambition to cook a gigantic production number of a menu all by ourselves. Did our ancestors really have more than one elaborate dish every meal? The pressure to be a super mom is real. The breastfeeding role is uniquely a mom's turf. But while doing so, one time I tried to multitask, using my acrobatic skills to reach for things with my toes to get at least one hand free so I can be productive and maximize my breastfeeding time. Then I realized that milk production was in itself a complex process, simplified only when I am fully rested and nourished. If I am hyperactive, my child is significantly affected, gets fuzzy, and cannot latch on properly. If I have too many things in mind, the breast milk supply suffers. I believe the same goes with any of our tasks. When does the cake get overbaked? Or your husband's favorite polo shirt burn under an overstaying flat iron? When we multitask. When do the kids get sick and their homework stay unfinished? When I keep on acting as though I had multiple brains, arms, hands, and feet. Does the brain perform more efficiently when performing tasks one at a time or all at the same time? After this break, we will take a look at what a Stanford University professor said, a UCLA study concluded, and what authors Hammerness and Moore say about this in their book, Organize Your Mind, Organize Your Life. We'll be right back! Hosting a party, and you're doing the decorations, writing on the place cards with your calligraphy skills, and packing all the prizes and giveaways. You love do-it-yourself stuff, you multitasking monster, you! Leave the cooking to us! Zero Regreg specializes in customizing gift-a-celebration boxes for your events. Whether it's a small gathering of eight or an intimate wedding, <sighs> we would love to serve food you can enjoy at the venue or for taking home. Inside the box is already a party! Dairy-free homemade pesto, homemade hummus, handcrafted zero-yeast pita! You love carbs, but not the calories. Zero worries. There's organic fried rice for you, fiber-rich Mexican, Indian garam masala, or Greek rice. Siyempre naman! You will love the soft, juicy, fall-off-the-bone garlic chicken. Spread the garlic on your pita or your rice. Mmm! There's also our pollo frito. 
That's our Mexican fried chicken dipped in gravy, salsa, or our highly recommended pesto. Thirsty for healthy drinks? Salamat Salabat is our four-in-one tea made with ginger, oregano, lagoon tea, and calamansi. Yamarind is our farm-brewed tamarind juice. My favorite! How about arroz caldo? Our zero regular version is called arroz pesto. Made of organic malagkit rice, garlic chicken, and pesto. The gift boxes we hand paint are crafted by Laguna local folks. While our pita is wrapped in reusable cheesecloth, sewn to take care of you and our environment. Each gift a celebration box has a talk appetizer to start gadget-free conversations over your meals. For zero kalat or zero mess, use our placemats, which are coloring pages the entire family can enjoy. But uh, zero out of place. Have fun doing the activities we've listed down for you via our Telegram channel, t.me slash zero regreg. We've got more on our menu, pande chiki, pande choco, pande chichi, pande queso. Check our menu and follow us on Instagram at zeroregreg.ph. Send us your orders via Instagram or email at zeroregreg.ph at gmail.com. Zero regreg means zero leftovers. We create food that's sarap to simot. Simot sa sarap. Zero waste clean plate. Every time you purchase from Zero Reg Reg, you are supporting the farm women of the Kababaihang Masigla ng Nueva Ecija, a women's livelihood project. And we're back! We have been reading the article I wrote for Family Wise Asia entitled, The Monster Called Multitasking. Let's continue confronting this giant. The more focused we are on one thing, the faster it takes to get results, and the better the quality of these results will be. In the corporate or factory setting, a study on productivity has shown that, quote, the brain does better when it's performing tasks in sequence, rather than all at once. End of quote. Stanford University professor Clifford Nass told Women's Health. A UCLA research concluded that the, quote, brain is actually dumbed down when you multitask. End of quote. Also that, quote, people use a different part of their brain while multitasking compared to when they learn without distractions, end of quote. The studies show that performing tasks without distractions activated the hippocampus, the part of the brain used for storing and recalling information. While when one performs tasks simultaneously, the striatum, the part of the brain that switches on repetitive skills like riding a bike, was used. According to Organize Your Mind, Organize Your Life authors Paul Hammerness and Margaret Moore, and I quote, 
multitasking increases the chances of making mistakes and missing important information and cues. Multitaskers are also less likely to retain information in working memory, which can hinder problem solving and creativity. Unquote. No wonder I am so forgetful. The author suggests that instead of multitasking, we should try set shifting. Set shifting is, quote, consciously and completely shifting your attention from one task to the next and focusing on the task at hand, unquote. Full attention on an undertaking will result in a better job, quote, with more creativity and fewer mistakes or missed connections. Set shifting is a sign of brain fitness and agility. Unquote. I had this false impression that multitasking is an efficient management of my time. But if the brain cannot perform to its maximum when I do two or more things at the same time, I must refrain from multitasking, especially when learning something new. The monster may have beaten me many times. It's time to tell it to stop beating on me. That was the conclusion of the article The Monster Called Multitasking, which I wrote for Family Wise Asia, the link to which can be found in my podcast notes. That's Season 4, Episode 4 for you listeners. But what if you just have so much to do and you've been wanting that work-life balance? Isn't multitasking the default course to take? Do we have a choice? Next week, we will be talking about balancing life. I interviewed a child gymnast who grew up to be a Bar 3 instructor of mine and who's now a mom. I look forward to sharing my notes on that topic. But before I end, let me share with you a favorite childhood memory of a dear friend of mine. Tosh Jacob Sullivan is a calm, multitasking mom and teacher of deaf. She now balances her coffee cups with chrysanthemum tea as her bedtime ritual. She goes, When I was grade 5, I joined the ensemble of the Nutcracker Ballet production of Ballet Philippines in the Cultural Center of the Philippines in Manila. First year... I was a rat. Second year, I was a soldier. Third year, I was a part of the corps. Finally, in long, elegant tutus. This meant I went straight to CCP from my 3 p.m. dismissal from school and go home at midnight. I learned to take care of myself. I would dress myself for rehearsals, eat a little, do homework in between rehearsal bits. So, my older ballet classmates would help me with things like fixing my hair, homework not in. Love the feeling, the feeling grown up on my own and I got my first paycheck for 300 pesos which my father had framed 
then Tosh shares about a monstrous multitasking episode. Noon sa job ko with Manila Chamber Orchestra Foundation, I was flooded with work. I was orchestra supervisor and also executive assistant of the director. One time, I wrote for him a letter to a patron. I sent it directly because this is how much trust we had between us. So my mind was in automatic mode. Instead of writing, quote, definite encores, unquote, regarding the program, I wrote, quote, definite anchors, unquote. We were laughing about it because I was telling my boss, Tama naman! It's not a mistake. Imagine mahuhulog mga anchor from the heavens. Imagine the anchors falling from the heavens. Must be a good performance. He was almost crying from laughing. He was my boss, my mentor, my ninong, godfather. Thank you, Tosh. Thank God for helping us to get to a point in our lives when we look back and recall fond memories. Yes, we see hardship and mistakes, but we see them as moments to be grateful for and to laugh about. Psalm 77 verses 11 to 12 of the New Living Translation says, But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. How about you? Share your favorite childhood memories and send your feedback through nanaisnotes at gmail.com. Thank you everyone for listening. If you would like to show some support, just click on the support the show link in my podcast notes. Any gift will surely matter. And that's why I thank my sponsors for your generosity. You fuel this grouchy monster to be more focused and patient one episode at a time. God abundantly bless you. Thank you to Nikita for the artwork, to Mira and Jakob, that's me, for helping out. This podcast was fueled by Zero Reg Reg. Zero Waste, Clean Play. Special thanks to Kababaihang Masigla ng Nueva Ecija, a women's livelihood program in Quezon, Nueva Ecija. And Garage for Good, your online garage sale. Doing good for God. Faithful God, assure you of his promise not to fear, for he is with you. Be not dismayed, for he is your God. He will strengthen you and help you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand, for he is the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. You find that promise in the Bible in the book Isaiah chapter 41 verses 10 and 13. This has been Nanai Rochelle for Nanai's Notes. 
I hope to see you next time. Bye. Season four.